All right, here we are, episode five, part two, Masters of the Universe. We'll just jump straight into it. Thanks for listening. God, uh, where to begin with this one, huh? Uh, uh another like, as far as the '80s go, man. Like these are like the big two: GI Joe, He Man, for boys, Transformers, Transformers, yeah. and then you know uh, in the early '80s, early '80s. You know, and then then you want to start talking Ninja Turtles and stuff like that. But you know. For me, growing up, you know that they were, those were my big two. Man, it was it was He Man, it was GI Joe. I mean, you had your you had your your army guy, and then you had your barbarian. You know, right, you had, other side of the spectrum. You had yeah. big muscle bound men in furry shorts and <laughs> yeah. boots, and you're just like, let's just swing swords and magic, and let's have at it, kind of thing. With beautiful hair. Oh, such <laughs> awesome, luscious locks. Such yeah, awesome hair. I noticed that watching a few episodes. Um, I noticed too, like the figures used to come with like mini comics, right? Yes. Not that they were that small. They, like they were inch. not. Actually, you know what? I meant to bring it down. Uh, Dark Horse published. Oh, cool. Um, the entire wave of mini comics. Nice. I have a book thicker than the Bible of mini comics. Oh, they kind of printed it together it's and like all together, yeah, the hardcover. One gigantic. Uh, nice one gigantic collection tome yeah. there. It's that's beautiful. It's it, it's a work of art. And, and is that what the origins are? Because the, the first episode just throws you right in. I watched episode one, yeah, and I'm like, so, so, yeah, <laughs> just go with no, it. Like, <laughs> I mean, the the mini comics, yes, you kind of gotten, you kind of got a story of 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 an origin of He Man. Okay. They kind of say he was like the most powerful warrior of his tribe, and right, most powerful and, man and, in the universe. And, and his this and the goddess it wasn't even the sorceress at the time. The goddess. You know, it gave him, you know, the harness. There was a harness of strength and uh, a harness of invulnerability and then gave him the sword and the axe and the shield. And But then, you know, there are different stories down the line that say, well, no, he was given this power. He was a young child. He was not a young child, but, you know, in the cartoon, you see you've got Prince Adam and then you got He-Man. In, in the original comics, it was just He-Man. Oh. Know? But in the, then they created the Prince Adam That's and then ego, they... Yeah. Then the mini comics, as you read further comics down the line, they intertwined it to where Prince Adam was now an, an alter, uh, an alter ego of you know of a of of He Man. So, do people do they know Prince Adam was He Man in the show, or was it like a secret identity? Well, well I mean, if you if you watch the opening intro, you yeah. know he he explains that he's you know Prince Adam, you know, and that um, when he held aloft his magic sword and said, "By the power of Great Skull, I have the power." <laughs> Um, only a few people, you know, knew of He-Man, and that was uh, the Sorceress, um, who was, you know, the guardian of Castle Grayskull. Um, Man-at-Arms, uh, Orko, who was the comic relief for the for the show. Yeah. And um, and Cringer, his his pet cat, who then later became Battle Cat. Okay. And they were the only ones that, that <laughs> knew what was going on, kind of thing. And and throughout, you know, there's, you know. I get you almost kind of get a vibe that there might be some others that might know, but you know it's uh, it's kind of hard to you see him run around all big muscle bound as Prince Adam, and you don't really see much of a change aside from right. a change in slightly more tan and. Uh, yeah, but look at the, look at Superman though, you know. I know, right? Um, it's kind of like that. Uh, that detail, yeah. It's kind of like that SNL skit a couple years ago when when Dwayne Johnson was uh, was. Was Clark Kent, and they all knew he was Superman. He yeah. tried to leave the glasses on. It's like, come on, like we know what you're doing, kind of thing. Um, you know, it was it was yeah, kind of yeah. like that. You know, that that gimmick. Um, but uh, filmation, um, 
did the uh, was the production company for the animated series. Yeah, how about here? Um, and filmation was great because they did stuff all through the seventies. They did. Yeah, they like did what? Flash Gordon. They did. That's um, a big one. Challenge yeah. of the, I think they did Challenge of the Super Friends. Um, they they had done a lot of stuff over the years, um, so it was easy for them to just pick up with it and run. Um, but the mini comics, the mini comics were pretty cool, um, and they were the starts for a lot of great um, writers and artists. Really, Mike Mignola from Hellboy. I think no it's way. Was a part of that, uh, Bruce Tim from Batman what, the animated dude. series. I fucking love that show. <laughs> um, there, there was a lot. Um, if you look through it, it'll, it'll tell you um, some of the different uh, writers and artists that were involved in it. And the artwork, what you originally see compared to what some of these guys go on to do is definitely... Uh, you can see the jump, yeah. Different, definitely, uh, you could tell this was preliminary but, stuff. Sure, yeah. Different part, point of their careers, um, yeah. But yeah, and, and, and what was cool with some of the comics was that um, they were given pre-production designs. So, you know, Stratos, who was my favorite... Um, non-he-man masters of the universe uh at one point you see him more of like flesh toned with different uh different colored wings and stuff but the the character he's gray like you know and and the man at arms is non-mustached in the comics but then the cartoon gave him the mustache and then they changed stuff around um you know tila you know has the, the goddess is just tila with the snake armor that she comes with the action figure on there. Like the sorceress wasn't created yet. So like there was a lot of different running changes that just kind of went through. Okay. Um, you know, beast man might've been red in one comic. It was orange in another. It just, sure. Figuring it, just, it out. It, just yeah. depended. it was, it was cool. It was really, really cool. Um, yeah. Because cool. now there's the variants and you, know, you want the red beast man. <laughs> and then the company is like, Oh man, well they gave a, a flesh tone pattern for Stratos. So let's, Let's make that version of Stratos as a variant, or let's make that. So now people are going to spend more money to get that one yep. in addition to the regular one. And it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. crazy it's yeah. absolutely crazy, yeah. It just gets crazier, too, years later, too. Um, but this is a show, like, it, it's known for being the toy first, right? Like, it was it was definitely a toy first? <sighs> yeah, so it kind of runs concurrent. Um, yeah. There was the documentary, like I had mentioned before about G.I. Joe, same same documentary series, The Toys That Made Us. Um, when you listen to these guys talk about it, the, they came out with this toy line. And one of the, the selling points to get people on board was, oh, yeah, we got a mini comic. And like, oh, great, cool. And then they go, all right, now we need to figure out how to make a mini comic. <laughs> and then later on they go, yeah, and we got a cartoon. We got an anime series to go with it. And then they go, oh, crap. Now we need to figure it. So the toy line came first. Okay. Really. The designs, everything came first. And then the comics were like an afterthought to to be a better bigger sell to people, and then the cartoon same thing, okay. a bigger sell point to try and get on there to, you know, to help promote the line and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, this was um, the toy lines typically came out first, and then you had the support from from the from the ser- from the animation afterwards. And those were uh, five and a half inches. The original Masters of the Universe figures were five and a half inches tall. Yes, and they had um, they had a head swivel. Um, an arm, uh, like a shoulder swivel. They had like a spring-loaded feature in the waist that you could, you know, you could pull back and swing around for like a power swing or whatever. And then the the legs had had uh, like a, a band, like a rubber band through them that could move, so you could allow them to sit forward and sit into the vehicles, and um, you know, which is neat. But as time went on, you know, the 
the feet lost their ability to stand up. So you just be falling over. You need to somehow lean, you know, this guy on that figure or, you know, a well-placed hidden rubber band somewhere. Or now where we are today. Is that know, why those ones are laying down over so there? So I got a lot of them laying down. But, you know, I, I have uh, my one friend, uh, Len, who uh, is into 3D printing, actually went ahead and oh. he printed these these stands. So now... I'll grab I'll grab this figure here and you can see Damn. You know, I, ah. and you can stand them up. So here's a fun figure. This is Stinkor. Um That's from He Man? This is from He Man. Stinkor. So, Stinkor. So what they would do is It's a skunk for listeners. Yes. So, <laughs> so what was cool was that a lot of the figures had a standard the tooling was very similar. Um this head is the same head that they use for Merman. Sure. You know, these arms might have been the arms that they used for Skeletor. Yeah. Uh, the feet or, you know, they're three toed, so it might have been more more evil. Slap on a different coat of paint, throw on a different accessory. This accessory is uh, the same accessory used for Mechanic. So yeah. they re, re, retooled it, recolored it. But the one thing that was funny about um, Stinkor, and I don't know if you can still smell it or not, but when they uh, used the plastic, they injected like a patrolly oil to give him wow a smell <laughs> so his gimmick was to smell now when you've got this figure that's been out for you know well over 30 plus years you know some of that starts to fade away moss man had like a had like a pine tree scented but he had like a like a a flocked kind of finish he was like a really? beast man that was done with like a flock finish and they did they like advertise um, that like it'd say it on the box it was part of the, the, yeah. like part of the action feature kind of stuff wow so i've never even heard of something like that before yeah. like injecting like yeah so you injected the smell into it to make him smell fun like that was that was his gimmick here's a here's a character that smells right so whatever sticks you know but when if you ever watch uh like the toys that made us you know some of the some of the characters you know they just some of them were just wonky. Like they said, "Hey, sure. let's let's make a guy with a giant fist. What are we gonna call him? Let's call him Fisto." So he's got a he's got a big honking fist on the one on just the on hand. just one hand. Yeah. So you know, and then they go, "Well, <laughs> I wonder what he's doing with this time?" You know, but then but then they do the 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 villain aspect of it. They call him Jitsu, and then they do a a guy with another big fist for the other. You know, it's ways to just keep the tooling mm-hmm. active. You know. I mean, the He-Man figure, the He-Man buck is probably the same buck used for many other figures. Right. Just you swap out, the, just do a different head. You know, the He-Man head, the same head you probably used on Makes sense. I He-Man, mean, yeah. the battle armor He-Man, stuff like that. The women figures, Tila, Evil Lynn, they're all the same same buck, just painted yeah. slightly different, you know? Right, um, yeah. So it was, uh, it was smart. It was smart. It's smart, yeah, it smart. is, yeah. You know, okay, we don't need to make... 35 different <laughs> yeah. chests we can just make five of them yeah. and let's make 30 different you know color schemes and let's do you know an accessory piece for this for you know with this guy but we'll paint him a different color for that one and 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 all the weapons and all that stuff um i mean it was it was a, a smart way to make make a toy line and make some money off of it absolutely man and at the at one point i mean he-man was the was the money was just flowing. Yeah. They were selling toys like you couldn't believe. And then it just, <laughs> it went from being like one of the highest grossing toys of all time to the sure. next year just Nothing. almost plummeting. What year did it start plummeting? 80. Oh, in the, even in the 80s, huh? Seven? It's early 80s, so yeah. 86, 87, I think. So, you know, He-Man came out in 81. Yeah. And I didn't get, obviously, I didn't. 
to get a lot of He-Man sure. at, at, at a year zero. old. <laughs> um, so I found a lot of my He-Man figures at flea markets and stuff. Okay, secondhand. Um, and I still got some that were in packaging. Cool. Because some of the He-Man stuff, they would, you know, would still hang around, like I was saying before with the G.I. Joe's, right. hang around for a couple of years. So, you know, I had gotten the original He-Man. I know it came out in 81, but I remember having it in a package as a kid at some point. Wow. Um, I The Battle Armor He-Man, which was my favorite of my He-Mans, um, they always had to make sure you had a He-Man and a Skeletor every year that came out. Okay. So you had <laughs> right, of course. Different. So, you know, the first He-Man was this traditional one that you're most aware of. The, the harness, the sword, the axe, the shield, the whole thing. And then... Um, then they did a battle armor He-Man and a battle armor Skeletor, which had a spring-loaded mechanism in the chest. If you hit it, it would spin, and it would indicate how much damage he was receiving. Ugh. So, you know, you could go back and forth and play that way, and Skeletor was the same way. You know, and then there was um, there was a Thunder Punch He-Man that had a gimmick um, where it was a... Remember the cap guns? Yeah. <laughs> he had a cap gun mechanism in his back. That you could load in there and you could spin it that would rotate the different caps. And when wow. you spun him back, like I showed you with the action feature, if you spun him back like this, yeah. when he'd come around, it would drop the hammer onto the cap and it would sound like a cap gun coming out every time he, he swung uh, his fist. Wow. It's um, innovative. You know, so they did stuff like that. And then um, then there was a, a flying fist team in that came with all these different accessories that you could put on. It was like a big spinning mace. And then uh, there were the... Uh, the laser light He-Man, and, and they, they always made sure that for every line that came out, there was a He-Man and a Skeletor that came with it. That was just their big thing. The big two. Yeah. The never-ending battle. Yeah, yeah, never-ending, <laughs> never-ending battle. So what, what's Skeletor's deal? Like, what does he want exactly? The secrets so, of Castle Grayskull? Yeah, I mean, Skeletor What's in the just, castle? Uh, we know, never know. Deep. Dirty, dark secrets, yeah. man, to make you, uh, make you uh, ridiculously strong. The most powerful man in the universe. This is what we call a mid-roll. Or, yeah, mid-roll in, in the industry. That's industry term. Uh, today's show is brought to you by... Or today's show is interrupted by Audible. Uh, but thankfully, they're offering you guys a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Audibletrial.com slash sentimentally ill. Eh? Eh? It's easy. Do it. Thanks. Bye. Now with the um, news of, of a potential live-action movie coming out and a new Masters of the Universe line coming back out in stores. Oh, a new live-action film? Uh, yes. Uh, okay, wow. This upcoming year, we should be getting... Um, I know there's a new series. Yeah. There's Netflix, a, yeah. Well, yes. There's the Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith, yeah. That too. Um, but we're getting... He-Man action figures back in the toy stores again. Wow. Of the original 5.5 inch scale, but with the art added articulation. Um, because Mattel is involved in it. Um, it's funny, they, uh, they're currently testing the waters with the new articulation. WWE is notoriously known for cross-promoting with different stuff. There's been Ghostbuster WWE, there's been Ninja Turtle WWE. Well, guess really? what? We're getting Masters of the Universe WWE right now. Just released within the last week or two. Um, it's a Castle Grey Skull ring. With, okay. <laughs> with Triple H as Terra Claw um, Skeletor. Well, it's, it's it's Triple H. Right. It has the tel- tel- Terra Claw I got you. Um, weapons and John Cena as He Man. Okay. And That's they, a good they pick. Incorporated all the different articulations. So, what you're seeing with these new figures 
is what we're going to get in He-Man. So okay. if you look at the old school He-Man, you know, you watch that cartoon, you watch him raise his hand up in the air and try to do it by the power of Grayskull. Guess what? It doesn't work that way. It only goes up, and that was it, and it uh. never looked right. Well, now they're going to give you an articulation to be able to move the wrist, uh. to, be able to, to turn it in the right way, and they're going to let you bend the knees. So now he might be able to take a kneeling pose uh -huh. and some of that different articulation. So we're getting... So you're stoked for him. I am. Yeah. I am. I, Is that the general I, I, consensus I, among like, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, That's um, cool, yeah. There, there's a, a lot of uh, toy podcast community. Yeah, exactly. You know, and Facebook groups and everything that I'm a part of, and... And everyone's on the hunt when you get one. You yeah. It. It's like bragging rights. Like, look what I got. Look I got that. this already. And I'm like, man, <laughs> I've been to my store. Where did you find it? And they're like, oh, I found it in this section. Well, my, my store doesn't have this section. Yeah. And look over here. So you hear you're finding these things in different parts and places. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. Yeah. And it's the hunt. The hunt sometimes. You could just order it on eBay or you could order it on Amazon. You could, yeah. But sometimes, man, that hunt where you like. When you walk into the store, store, you see it on the shelf. Yeah. It, like. There's a sense of pride where it's like, I found it. I don't have to wait. I'm grabbing it and I'm taking it home. Yeah. More often than not, I don't even get it home before I've already opened it in the in my in my car. Yeah. You know, I'm sure one day when I trade That's... my car in my car in, I'm gonna have to look very thoroughly and find a whole slew of parts and pieces that probably never made it out of the car that are just laying Jesus. in the bottom. I'm you know just rip them right open, huh? Sometimes. Um but yeah, so we're we're getting a new a new line of figures, and I'm excited for this because, um, so I know we talked about Joe with 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 you know the kids. Yeah. Um, my my youngest daughter was into Shira and is into Shira because we have the new Shira line that's out. But my my son is not quite two years old. He has my entire collection of the 2000X figures. So he's got. He-Man, he's got Skyclone, he's got Ram-Man, he's got an Orko, he's got a Beast, and, and he can play with them, because you can't you can't break them. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, you, I, I'm oh, throwing it on the ground, you can't break it, like, you just can't break these figures, they're just designed to take a beat. Right, yeah. Perfect for a kid, and and, and they're players, they're, they're, they're toys to play with. So, exactly, you know, yeah. If I come across one, suddenly I see that he's, you know, there's teeth, whatever, teeth marks on, I don't care, it's fine. He's in the line. Cool. I can't wait. That's I've, a, yeah, I've right. Castle he's Grayskull. into it. That's all that matters. Right. Yeah. And, and he's into a lot of the Imagine X and a lot of the playset stuff. So I've got a Castle Grayskull in a year or two that's just a shell that I can't wait to give to him and let him go, all right, boy, run at it. Have at it. <laughs> let's do this. All right, boy. You know, and let's just, let's just watch. Let's watch He-Man and let's sit on the floor and Hell let's yeah. play He-Man. Like, I can't wait. That's awesome. Um, And I, I envision that happening with the He-Man stuff sooner than... Than the G.I. Joe stuff, just because of... Sure. You can't, like I said, you can't break these figures. You just, you just can't. Um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm very much excited for that PowerCon, which is the years after you know, Filmation ended. So it's supposed to be some sort of continuation of it, and we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Um, I'm excited for it, because we're going to get He-Man. Yeah, that's you know, a good way to look at it, we yeah. We have, um, you know, the girls got She-Ra. They got a She-Ra line, and... That, you know, it's definitely, it's different from what, you know, the kids grew up watching. Right. Um, and I don't know if necessarily the He-Man that we grew up watching would would be necessarily a good fit in that She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. Um, that's not to say that it won't happen at some point. Um, but they definitely, in terms of the toy line, um, incorporated um, more of the Barbie larger scale. Okay. Figures. It's very much... Like a monster high, like a larger scale figure, um, as opposed to the original Shira figures. 
which I'm handing you now, you can see the original Shira with the <laughs> long, luscious locks of Very hair. long hair, yeah. You know, was in scale to a Tila figure. You know what I mean? They, they, but if I can't, you know, my daughter can't take her current Shira figures and incorporate that with the He-Man because, you know, Shira's, you know, 10 inches tall. Right. The He-Man's 5.5. So. Um, and they feel very fragile. Like very, you know, like you were saying, like they do. But again, you know, this figure. Like they took a little bit of a beating, but like let's see here, nineteen uh, eighty one, right? Ready? Throw yeah, it on yeah. the floor. Guess what? Still holding together. Still, you know, <laughs> a lot of toys nowadays you can't do that because they just they'll fall apart. They'll break. You know, these this, this is rubber. It's rubbery plastic designed to take a beating. Right. Um. But you know, you know, they went with Shira in the eighties. With you know, like I said, all the long hair, with the Barbie kind of vibe to it to make it. It does have scale. a yeah Barbie warrior vibe um, going. You know, and that's that. That's a Shira that's stripped down. Like she, I think she came with a cape and a sword and some sort of a headdress and all the other stuff. But is that um, an o, it's an OG Shira. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, when the Shira line came out in the uh, in the early I, in the early eighties. Okay, eighties, I should say. That's like the sequel show, kind of. Not yeah, really. It was like the spinoff. Yeah. You know, because He Man would be in Shira because that was their way to keep the market going. The boys would watch Shira because there was the hope that He Man would be in it. <laughs> You know, and then you did like the, this is a great time of year for the He-Man Shearer holiday special. Nice. You know, where that, you know, where that incorporated, where they're all tied in together there. Um, but, you know, the, again, back to the Shearer, the current Shearer and the Princesses of Power, you know, you've got that working out right now and it's just went into its third season. Um, so it's doing well for itself. It, it, it had a toy line. Um, I've noticed that a lot of the toy lines, when it comes to the Netflix series, yeah. like Voltron or some of the other ones, it's out for a year or two and it's gone. You know, it hmm. doesn't have the staying power that the original stuff had because... Why do you think that is? Yeah, We're in a market today where, you know, my daughter is upstairs okay. playing. She's on her iPad. Right. She's not playing with toys. Yep, yeah, good she's point. She's got him. She's got plenty of toys. She's got the dollhouse. She's got all the other stuff. She can do all that stuff, and she does it from time to time. Sure. But given the opportunity, she'd rather sit on the iPad and play than. So, you know, but but that's not. To, but we've had stuff to apply to the, to the app market. Digital there's world, been, yeah. There's been um, He-Man and Tappers of Gray Skull, where it's like one of those tapping games where you can incorporate characters and you see stuff in there. Okay. Um, there's been GI Joe games on the on the ipad or on the iphone and so they've tried to make mobile gaming apps um you know it, it's, yeah, out, it's around for a while try to adapt yeah. the next big thing comes in and knocks it right out and then yeah. no one wants to support it anymore um same thing with these toy lines you know, it's sheer stuff will last a year or two and that'll be it you know it'll be gone um i hope that's not the case with he-man i'm hoping you know we've got a resurgence a, res a huge resurgence because right. not only do we have the 5.5 coming back in stores okay you've got the animated series yep. that's coming out in the near future there's the rumor of a live action movie that whether it's going to be uh, a sony produced theatrical film or if we're getting it on netflix there's Back and forth depends which way the wind blows. Depends okay. on which way it's gonna yeah. it's gonna happen. So again, like GI Joe, when it comes out and I start seeing production stills, then I'll be happy. When I get that trailer, then I know we're gonna get it. Because even the production stills, you're like, okay, great, and then it could fall apart. You never know, yeah. Um, but in addition to all that stuff, um, Mattel owns. Uh, it was at one point Mega Blocks, but now they own Mega. They rebranded to Mega Constructs. Oh, and it's essentially their Lego. And they have all, they don't have specific lines to 
their stuff. Whereas Lego has Lego Friends and Lego Castle and yeah. Lego City. Mega Blocks has, or Mega Constructs has Call of Duty. They have Halo. Uh, they have um, uh, Alien. They have uh, God of War. They've got um, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Um, so my fix lately has been for He-Man stuff has been the Mega Constructs uh, Masters of the Universe. They released okay. them as individual figures, and they're... They're small. They're just a hair bigger than Lego. They've got a lot more articulation to them. But, you know, I've got He-Man. I've got Skeletor. I've got Sheer, or, um, Tila and Beast-Man and Faker and Evil Lynn and uh, Stratos and um, some of the, the... We've gotten the Wind Raider and we've we've just recently got Castle Grayskull, which I just received recently and I've been uh, arduously building it. It's, <laughs> it's epic. Uh, later on, I'll show you. It, Sounds it's, good. It's going to be ridiculously huge after it's all done. But I've seen um, we're getting more stuff to go with that, more vehicles. So we're getting, you know, we're getting, you know, He-Man still staying relevant, and that's it's good. You know, it's a uh, it's important to have that because it's a great toy. It's a great toy line, um, and I think that's uh, I think that's good for kids to. Uh, have something that they could play with and, and have fun and right imagination you know, yeah use your imagination you know I mean you look at this he-man you know not a lot going on you know furry boots a belt, <laughs> love the hair furry man pants a perfect flowing hair you know a tan sword and a shield you it's know got a nice shine to it too the figure yeah, yeah well this is one of the super seven re-releases the originals okay. did not have this shine i don't know what they did in the plastic to this but he's got this epic shine on him that's just sometimes tough on the eyes <laughs> and, and you know you can fix that stuff I mean, sure if depending on what you want to do you know you, right. you could spray a coating over it that'll help take the shine off right. it or or stuff like that but you know if i give this to my son you know in a year or two and go out all right go take him in and play out in the backyard well what do i do well play through the grass he's in the jungle he's gonna climb over yeah, rocks. Yeah. he's gonna do all that kind of stuff like use your imagination you know that's we don't have that you know, with with a lot of the toy lines with the kids nowadays, and and this is like a throwback to that. And I hope, and I hope that you know the kids can can get into that and play with this stuff and and have a good time and use their imagination. Right. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, man. Man, you just made me realize like how little I know about toys, but it's something I've been getting into more lately. So. Oh. Yeah. Don't worry. I can come back whenever you want. We can we can pick a whole new. We only yeah. hit two lines. We really we, hit two lines. We yeah. barely scratched the surface today. We can two uh, big ones. We can uh, we can do this for hours. You let me know when you've got a free weekend, and we'll just sit down and start. We'll drink Jolt Cola. Jolt we'll, Cola. Uh, Throwback. We'll go right to it and uh, and have a blast and and do everything, man. We can. Uh, the '80s toys were just, you know, a golden age that. Um, that will carry on for for a long time right now because seems to be yeah because all the kids that play with these toys the are kids, now yeah. the grown-ups that are running toy companies right and good doing point yeah all this stuff and go hey man this is what i grew up on so this is what i'm going to put out here so that means in another 10 years the kids that grew up in the 90s are going to get you know exo squad and not, maybe not power rangers because power rangers are still Still, relevant, still going, yeah. But you know, some of those weird one-off lines, you know, you're going to see some of that stuff coming back in, you know, in or 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 a line may pay homage to a figure from it and incorporate it in there, you know. Um, like I was saying with the with the Mythic Legion, um, 
they designed, they've pretty much been the toy designers for He-Man since 2000X came out. So when they did their own toy line, when they go to PowerCon and they set up, they do uh, figures that pay homage to it. So, so since they've been doing it, they've done a figure called Adamon, which pays homage to Prince Adam, which is He-Man. Keltus, which is a, a Skeletor figure. Uh, we've got an Unkin, which is a uh, man-at-arms-like looking orc. Um, Tauros, which is the Battle Cat figure. And Pan uh, Purple Orb, which is going to be the Battle Cat figure, or the, the Panther figure for Skeletor. So you're able to do stuff like that. Um, there, There's, uh, what else is out there that I can think of off the top of my head? Battle Tribes is a small three-inch uh, Goliath figure company, which you can pop off pieces and make stuff swap around and make it all interchangeable. And, huh. and they've done He-Man figures and Man-at-Arm figures and Mechanic and uh, Zodak, and they've done a whole lot of figures. So, you know, these guys are out here now, and they're like, we want to make these figures, you know. We want to pay homage to what we grew up on, so we're going to incorporate it into our toy lines. And what better way to do it than, than pick a line like Masters of the Universe? It's awesome. It's a great toy line. And, uh, you know, I can't wait for, for my kids, to, you know, my son to be playing with it, and hopefully in a couple of years, grandkids will be playing with this stuff, you know. It's right on, brother. Great. It's funny, man. Life's cyclical like that. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Um, how about the movie, Dolph Lundgren? Let's talk about that. So, are you familiar with Canon Films, the, the production company? No. Can't say that. Do yourself a favor. There's yeah. a documentary called Electric Boogaloo. Okay. It's a story about Canon Films. Canon Films did, like, uh, a lot of the um, uh, Death Wish movies. Okay. They had a lot of the... Um, Chuck Norris films, they were just known for their like over the top, okay, <laughs> bad movies. Yeah, I think uh, Ninja, uh, Return of the Ninja, and Ninja Three, like they just they're just terrible, terrible movies. Um, they got the rights to do a Masters of the Universe film, and it is definitely. Masters of the Universe in name and character only. Right. Trying to, trying to be nice. I mean, it, it, sure. <laughs> if you called it anything else, it'd have been a cool whatever movie. But because you called it Masters of the Universe, expectations. You had it to there. a certain level of expectation. Um, William Stout, the the designer of the costumes, hated that the way that these things originally were. Okay. So when you look at Dolph Lundgren, you're like, that's not, that's not He-Man's costume. Where's, mm. what'd you do to that? You look at Skeletor, you know, Skeletor was a muscle-bound looking dude with a skull for a face and a hood. You got him all covered in all these robes and all this stuff. And, um, you know, Tila and Man-at-Arms, their costumes, they were, you know, uniforms, whatever. Would have killed you to throw in some orange for 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 man at arms or stuff like that, and, you know. I get it. You couldn't do Orko because you needed to have you know your special effects budget was only so much. It'd be sure. hard to have a little flying guy around. So so you give us Gwildor, which is this little you know Hobbit Willow. I don't know, short, small dwarf, weird looking crazy guy kind of thing you know that was you know going to be your comic relief and i don't know it just just wasn't uh wasn't what you wanted as a kid 
you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, in, in terms of the movie, they only gave like two or three of those figures from that from that movie. They didn't give a lot of characters. So you didn't oh wow! Get, you didn't get a Dolph Lundgren He-Man. You didn't get a Frank Langella Skeletor. You didn't get any of those characters. I think you got Blade, and I think you got you know maybe another character or two at the most. Um, most recently, um, the Super Seven, who's doing uh, the toy line, or is has some waves coming out that were signed off already. Um, they're doing a, a wave of the William Stout collection. So we're finally going to get okay. the Dolph Lundgren-esque He-Man. Ah. Um, the black robe Skeletor and then the golden robed God Skeletor. And I think we're getting another character or two from that as well. Um, that'll probably be the most you'll ever see from it. And that's fine. You know, you, cover, sure. you, you might be good if you did one more wave, but at this point, I don't think we're going to see it. Um, so... Yeah, Dolph Lundgren was riding high off of Rocky Four and did this, <laughs> and then he did the Punisher, and then that was kind of it for a long time. Um, or no, he did um, he did uh, Universal Soldier, I think was probably one of the last things that I remember him doing. You know, and then he just kind of dropped off into obscurity for a long time until uh, the Expendables came out, and you know, then we finally got Dolph Lundgren back again. Will he be in the new movie? I hope so. Uh, yeah, I hope so. as a little homage, a little I throwback. So. I hope so. Maybe as some sort of um, you know legacy type character. Yeah. Maybe a, an earlier incarnation of He Man. Okay. Uh, I don't want him to be Randall, uh, King Randall. I don't want him to be the father. I mean, that would be Dolph Lundgren's an okay actor. But, sure. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. You know, let's see what happens. Throw him in there. You know, something maybe. Um, some point when Prince Adam is talking with the sorceress and is talking about the legacy of, of He-Man, maybe maybe you see an image of Dolph Lundgren as right. some previous incarnation. I don't know. We'll have to just wait and see. Fair enough. You got your hobby in check. You are a responsible man. <laughs> I feel you, you though. I feel you, though. It depends like... on who you talk to. depends okay. on whether or not I have it in check. But as, Should we get I, your I, wife down here and, and yeah, see what she thinks? <laughs> as I like to joke with my wife, I say, hey, you know, it could be worse. You know, it could be... Uh, you could be into collecting I, I dead could, animal carcasses. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, that could do that. Or I could be uh, I could be uh, betting online. Right? Yeah, could true, be, uh, so there, true. There's a couple other things that were, at the end of the day, they're still a physical product after I've, I've spent my money. Right. You know, there, That's a good point too, yeah. Something afterwards. But an experience it. as well. The experience, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you know, it's pretty my rare. daughters have all been to conventions. My oldest daughter. That's so cool. Um, used to take her to shows and then. What kid wouldn't like that too, right? I guess like at a certain age, right? They, yeah. At a certain age and they just, they turn off and they go, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. And you're like, oh, but by the time <laughs> I had a moment to even be disappointed about, the next one was ready to go. Ah. And then like my middle daughter, it was a quick drop in the bucket. Just like that. She was like, okay, I'm done with this. But the second I was done, my youngest daughter, Carly, yeah, hopped on. Um, she was like, let's do this. And she makes the ride with me to, to a lot of shows. Yeah. And she's into stuff, too. Nice. Um, and, of course, her her tastes are expensive like mine. So yeah. when we go to a show, I'm like, look, kid, you know, we're, <laughs> we're here because I'm going. So get what you you can get a couple things, but, you know, it's just funny. She'll go through. She'll get her stuff. And once she's done, she's like, all right, I got my stuff. Let's let's hit the road. I'm like, but I'm not done looking. She's like, yeah. no, no, I'm good. But I'm I'm anxiously awaiting for my son when he gets to that age and yeah. he goes, Come on, Dad, let's go. Let's go buy stuff and Nice. And I can't wait. I can't wait to do it and, and I'll just keep doing it and hopefully by the time he wears out, because of the age range I have in my kids, you know, who's to say suddenly, you know, 
my youngest son gives up and you know, maybe there's a grandson or a granddaughter oh, yeah, I was gonna and says, say. hey, pop up, let's go, let's go to the toy store. Like, okay, let's do it. Yeah, let's I fucking can't go. Wait. <laughs> I can't wait to do it. So Awesome, dude. I'm actually going to check out some stores before I head out of this area today. So Awesome. I gonna, got a whole I'm going to stop in a Target or two. <laughs> I, I got a whole list. If you're looking to, if you're looking to do some uh, Nothing crazy, but yeah. toy shopping, let me know. I got a whole list of them. I'm just, just starting really to get into that sort of stuff. Um, Have you picked a, a particular area that you want to focus on? Um, I, like, I like a lot of DC Comics stuff. Okay. Yeah, so. Well, DC's, uh, in terms of toys, it's an interesting uh, spot right now because they... Mattel just lost the licensing to it. So now is it, oh, really? is now taking over. I didn't know that. I so, know Mattel put out that was the last wave of the, the multiverse figures or whatever. Yeah. yeah and uh, the four Those are pretty horse, sweet, and, too. And the Four Horsemen Studio guys, that I mentioned a couple of times, they did a lot of design work for them as well. Oh, so cool. A lot of that stuff, you pick it up and you know you look around, you might find their name on there somewhere. Cool. I like um, some of the Star Wars Black Series, too. Star Wars Black Series is cool. Just um, getting into that. Man, I, I'm... Pre-ordered by Mandalorian. I'm gonna make a run at Best Buy. I need that. I need my heavy uh, Mandalorian. Been, yeah, yeah. So, I, I believe the they've uh, the acronym is Ham, the Heavy Armor Mandalorian. Oh, really? So yeah, I love I, that like show's really before, good too. By the way, I love me some machine gunning. Yeah, guys, and now you give me one with a rocket pack and right like Boba Fett on steroids, I, basically. I am, I am when that when he landed, and he just opened fire in that series. Spoiler alert. When, uh, when he arrived yeah. in that episode, and <laughs> Great he just, series. just laid waste to them. I'm like, oh my God, tell me there's... And then <laughs> I saw there was a toy, and I was like... <laughs> They're quick, yeah. Oh my God, I gotta yeah. have it. Very cool, man. So yeah, yeah, there's um, there's a lot of fun stuff out there nowadays. So anytime you uh, you want to hit up or, or want to... got a question about a toy line or something, <laughs> hit me up, man. I'll, I'll start going all Wikipedia on you and hit you right, the yeah. list of where you need to go and the story of this and who did that and... It'll be a good time. Sounds good, man. Well, on that note, we're going to be signing off. This has been Anthony Savasta. You Anthony are? Anthony Halseal. Just a couple of Anthonys. Take care. Okay, and that finally wraps up Episode 5. Thanks for listening. Episode 6 is recorded. Uh, I just need to edit it, and it should be up probably within a couple of days if you're, a, if you're a subscriber and you're anxiously awaiting for new episodes. Uh, and that I appreciate. So have a good one.